0: So you'll know from the title that today we are going to be talking about Disney sequels, one in particular. There have been a lot of Disney sequels that Disney made after turning out a crowd-pleasing original. There are even more Disney movie sequels in existence than I ever initially realized. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of the sequels, but one of the reasons for that is because the few that I have seen were utterly disappointing, and I haven't really been super motivated to watch more. However, There was one sequel that had me very excited, super intrigued, and full of high expectations, and that was none other than Frozen 2. Now, I know there's a lot of real Frozen haters out there, and I don't really want to say that you're wrong or anything, but, eh, you're kind of wrong. I really just don't want the very visible marketing and large amount of hype that surrounds the movies to really damper your experience or to even completely ruin the films before you've seen them. Here's the thing. There's usually a lot of hype around something for a reason. There's a lot of hype for Frozen 2 because Frozen 1 was pretty darn good. It was original, it was different, it was fresh, and it used the story of a frozen heart to warm all of ours. Disney has a massive marketing budget, and they may be able to shove movies in our faces, but that isn't what makes a movie great and ultimately successful. While putting up a sequel to any wildly successful movie is very difficult, there's always going to be mixed reviews on things since everyone is different, and therefore we're going to have varying opinions but a sequel has the added pressure of having to answer to the original. The sequel tends to get hyped before the movie rather than after, and everyone's expectations are already shot through the roof before they've even seen it. I'm the kind of person who pretty much has high expectations for everything, and it kind of puts a damper on most things. You're inevitably going to be disappointed when you have high expectations for everything, because the higher that you set that bar, the more things that are going to fall short. I'm working on it, but I still ended up walking into Frozen 2 with high expectations, but pleasantly and surprisingly, I wasn't disappointed at all. So in no particular order, here are three reasons why Frozen was truly a fantastic and worthy sequel. Now, if you haven't seen the movie yet, please be aware that there are going to be spoilers in this while I basically fangirl over this movie for the remainder of this podcast. Also, please go see it. I highly recommend it. I'm an adult child at 22, and I'm pretty okay with it. So, I'm going to do what any logical human would do, and start at reason number one. And that is the fact that this sequel actually grew up with its audience. While this movie was made six years after its predecessor, story-wise, it takes place three years after the events in the original Frozen movie. To put this in perspective, Elsa has been queen for about three years. Her and Anna's parents died about six years ago. And if we're assuming that Elsa came of age to become queen at 21, that would make her 24 in this movie. Anyway... After watching the original Frozen, I walked out of the theater with a lot of questions, and Frozen 2 definitely tackled those questions in a darker and more mature manner. One thing I would really enjoyed about the original Frozen was that it took some deviations from the traditional Disney formula and structure that we've all seen repeated over and over. Hans was an unexpected villain, and Elsa was a vastly unique character, and it wasn't just because of her powers. This sequel definitely took that mindset a step further. The story had more mature themes, a storyline with a lot of moving parts and foreshadowing, as well as, like, nostalgic value based on growing up. The whole growing up thing was very present in the movie. In one song, Olaf even breaks the fourth wall and says that we all looked a little bit older. There was no traditional villain, and the plot was completely centered around inward battles rather than physical ones, and this discovery for truth. In almost every way, the story felt aged up, while still maintaining the cheeky humor and feeling very watchable and enjoyable for younger children. It also still felt true to the original in and of that it was a true continuation of the story. A lot of animations primarily target children, while throwing in a few jokes that go over the head for the adults. This movie felt like it almost reversed that in a way by primarily targeting fans that had gotten a little bit older, some who may have even be young adults at this point, by throwing in a few scenes that would have children laughing hysterically with us. This movie tackled truth, self-acceptance, grief, abuse of power, sacrifice, and as always, love. I will always applaud Frozen for the groundbreaking way in which they showed true love between sisters rather than romantic true love. Look, I love a handsome Disney princess and I love a true love's kiss, but the representation of a different kind of act of true love that we haven't ever seen before was truly amazing. I also definitely don't want to discount the fact that Disney is finally starting to show our leading male characters in a more sensitive and emotional light, like how Kristoff was portrayed, something that will hugely benefit young boys that watch the movie. And even for the older adults, Kristoff does get this weird, slightly off-putting, 80s-themed power ballad in the middle of the movie, complete with equally odd visuals. Lastly, anyone can just appreciate how stunningly beautiful this animation is. The technology is truly getting unbelievable, and the visuals like Toy Story 4 and a lot of other movies that are coming out in the modern age are next level. Us basic people also really love that fall aesthetic. You can tell the budget for this movie was through the roof. I don't know about you, but when I was sitting in the theater and the trailer for Frozen 2 came out for the first time, we didn't know it was Frozen 2 yet, and they show that scene with Elsa on the beach and she's running out into the water... I thought it was a real beach until I saw Elsa's face. First reaction was like, whoa, great animation. Second reaction, holy crap, Frozen 2 is happening. And now we are on to reason number two, the music. This music had beautiful, catchy music that had this building quality to it that I actually didn't get in the original. The songs in the original are undeniably good, and I'm not even saying that the music in Frozen 2 was better than the original. However, the musical theming in this movie and the foreshadowing was absolutely impeccable. Music can add so much to a story by attaching certain melodies to certain themes in the movie. This movie intricately tied up music with the stories, the characters, the themes, and the feelings. The first song in this movie is a beautiful song called All Is Found. It foreshadows the entire movie and is repeated in important moments throughout the story. The song begins Elsa's story and then takes it into its climax. The song is also attached to the theming of Elsa and Anna's mother, the truth and comfort that she holds as well as the integral role that she ends up playing in the story. It is followed by another musical theme that's consistently present in the movie. Which is the siren call that draws Elsa into the unknown. I love how they integrated this melody into the chorus of Elsa's first powerhouse song, turning her big musical number into her return of the call from the Enchanted Spirits and jumpstarting the plot of the movie. This was just a fantastically executed detail. I can't even get over it. Beyond that, the songs were just enjoyable. I much prefer Olaf's song in this one, and I thought it was utterly hilarious watching the snowman sing about how everything makes sense when you get older, despite the fact that I'm starting to get older and everything has started to make less sense. I hope that's not just me. Also, Christoph's song is pretty weird, but honestly, it's the way that it was animated that made it as weird as it was. I absolutely love Weird, and I feel like it kind of fits with his character. Also, it's way better than the other song they had in the works for him, You can listen to the Frozen soundtrack outtakes and hear the other song they had Jonathan Groff sing for the character, and let's just say that I'm glad they went with Lost in the Woods. And just to riff off of that, I do recommend going and listening to the song outtakes. Anna, Kristoff, and Olaf all had songs recorded by the actors that played them that didn't end up making it in the movie. There's also a few songs that are recorded by the songwriters available. There's one that didn't even make it to Idina Menzel recording it. But you can tell that it was going to be the song that played during the Show Yourself sequence. And you can kind of tell why they ended up choosing Show Yourself instead. Regardless, it is interesting to listen to the outtakes and gain an insight as to where the movie was heading at some point in its creation and where it actually ended up going. Lots of things changed during the creation in the process of making an animated movie. The outtakes are a really cool insight into a few directions that the film very well could have taken. In fact, I learned from listening to the outtakes that the filmmakers seriously considered having Anna propose to Kristoff instead of the other way around. When listening to the outtakes, after you've seen the completed film, you can kind of understand and infer as to why they maybe went with the songs that they did. But back to the songs that actually did make it into the movie. Anna gets this super powerful number full of emotional and impactful lines as she grieves Elsa and Olaf while she sings a song called Do the Next Right Thing. This is definitely a song that I knew immediately was good, but really grew on me the more that I listened to it after the movie. I know that Elsa gets a lot of spotlight in Frozen, and I totally support all the spotlight that Elsa gets, but I do want it to be known that I think Princess Anna has a wonderful character with a storyline that has a lot to offer. Anna shows truly unconditional love towards Elsa, who definitely does not make it easy for her to do. Anna could probably find lots of reasons to be angry, bitter, or even jealous, but she never does. I believe unconditional love is the purest and most difficult kind of love to give. I think it's so cool to see it represented so thoroughly and so often in the character of Anna. However, the song that I'm actually going to fangirl over for a second, like I'm I'm apologizing in advance, is the song called Show Yourself. This song was everything. I plan on doing another episode on why Elsa is definitely one of the best Disney characters that Disney ever created or developed, but that's another day. This debate among the people on which song would be the next to Let It Go, was it going to be Into the Unknown, or was it going to be something else? I don't really care about the debate. Disney definitely made sure that all of Elsa's power ballads slapped, and I really, really love like all the songs in the movie, but Show Yourself was the standout for me. The only song that I had kind of briefly heard going into the movie because it was used in the marketing and the promotional stuff was a song called Into the Unknown, and it's an amazing song. I, I absolutely love Into the Unknown, but Show Yourself was just so powerful. Show Yourself was definitely the standout for me because it finished what Let It Go started. Let It Go was about Elsa letting go of her fear and accepting herself. Show Yourself was an anthem that took that self-love and took that acceptance and fearlessness into feelings of confidence and empowerment. This song felt like a breath of fresh air for a character that has deserved to breathe for a very, very long time. Elsa can finally begin to see herself the way that Anna has always seen her, as powerful, as capable, and as a gift. All right, I'm done getting all hyped over that song, over the whole music, onto the final reason, reason number three, the ending. I personally loved the ending. I felt like it resolved the movie. It didn't feel too entirely predictable, and it was definitely fitting. Anna got Arendelle and the leadership that she deserves, and Elsa got the freedom and the peace that she always wanted. I'm going to go back to the song outtakes real quick for a hot minute, just to mention that there was an outtake where Anna basically sings a whole ode to Arendelle and how she loves it so much. Her love and excitement about Arendelle is something I've felt from Anna's character since the very beginning, since the first movie. Elsa has basically lived a lot of her life in Arendelle in fear and isolation, and up to this point she's just kind of started using her powers and by the end of, you know, Frozen 2, She's finally at peace with herself, but it isn't necessarily in Arendelle. We don't really get the same sort of excitement about Arendelle from Elsa that we always get from Anna. And that doesn't mean that Elsa doesn't love Arendelle with all her heart. But one might go as far to say that Elsa's prior duties to Arendelle, being the queen, hiding her powers, kind of acted as a physical representation of the mental and personal prison that she was in, For a really, really long time. However, I do feel the kind of excitement that Anna has for Arendelle, for Elsa, when she arrives in the Enchanted Forest. You can immediately tell when she walks into the forest, she sees a beauty and she sees a peacefulness that she didn't necessarily get in Arendelle. Another reason why the ending really just makes so much sense. Anna being the queen of Arendelle, which she's excited about, and Elsa getting to be in the Enchanted Forest, which was a place that immediately gave her peace and the place that she truly does belong. So I definitely liked the ending. I definitely think it closed the chapter really well. It closed the book. They could definitely end the series here and it would feel like all the ends were tied up. Now, will they make a Frozen 3? I honestly don't know what they would do to make a Frozen 3. I don't know what they would make it about. I feel like they would really have to scrape something up, but we know Disney, they might be willing to do that given that it made more than $3.2 billion in ticket sales on the box office, and as of now, it's only been out for about three and a half weeks as I record this. It's definitely going to be making more after it's not done with its theatrical run. Those numbers will go up but there is something inside me that really does kind of hope that they don't actually make another feature-length film. I'm really happy with the way that this one ended, and it was a good completion to the story. However, I definitely would love to see more shorts. They could totally make a short about Anna and Kristoff's wedding. I would love to see more interaction with Elsa and the Enchanted Spirits. Loved the Water knock. Bruni the fire Spear—it was literally the cutest thing I've ever seen. I would follow that little salamander gecko off of a cliff. So, so cute. Definitely would love to see more shorts in the future. I love the shorts they already have, but I am kind of hoping that they maybe consider keeping a good thing good and wrapping it up with the second movie. And finally, I'm just going to end this with a couple of random, random Frozen 2 thoughts. Random thought number one, Tarzan's sisters are the same parents' theory. That theory's dead, but I am very happy that the movie didn't do this like weird cop-out thing that would have been too super expected and keep the parents alive. I was kind of worried about it, but they didn't do that. Random thought number two, Bruni the fire spirit and Pascal from Tangled should totally hang out. Random thought number three, I want ice powers. I'm very jealous of Elsa, but love her. I will learn something from Anna. I will not be jealous. I will just love her, but I wish I had ice powers. But anyway, that's it. Clearly, I loved Frozen 2. I highly recommend you go see it if you haven't. I know not everyone agrees with all my opinions. If you have something different, let me know. I love all the opinions. Anyway, thanks for listening, and thanks for nerding out with me.